you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew And Mustafa, you out here A boy among men And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Right, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis, and with me, as always, is Devin, and we are about to talk about the Gold Standard NXT on this Wednesday night. Uh, great show, as usual. Um, some strong matches, uh, an interesting main event. Uh, we'll get into that later on in the show. But yeah, uh, Devin, why don't you preview some of your thoughts on this card and, and just what you thought? I thought it was a solid, uh, good show, man. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy. You know what? I actually enjoyed the main event. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if that turns into a debate. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll we'll save that one though for the end. But uh, let's let's start off on a, on a positive note, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> With, uh, Tommaso Ciampa's return to the in-ring competition. He went against Angel Garza, um, a very charismatic up-and-coming guy. So, uh, yeah, man, this matchup was a lot of fun. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa coming back to the ring uh, in, his, in his coat and just looking swole as all hell. Um, just just great. And the fans just welcoming Tommaso Ciampa back. Um, I feel like I'm hearing them sing along in a song when they say no one will survive. I feel like the crowd is singing that, too. Uh, that just that great NXT crowd the way they are. And uh, yeah, man, just the spotlight on him while he was in the middle of the ring was just a great, just a great feeling to see Tommaso Ciampa back wrestling, back in action. It was awesome. Uh, Angel Garza came out cocky as always, you know, got a kiss from one of the women in the crowd on the side there, just per usual for for his character. <laughs> the, the crowd, though, gave him a Ciampa's gonna kill you kind of chant because of just it's Ciampa, man. And he's exactly. he wants psycho to- killer. He's psycho, right? He's a psycho killer. He wants Goldie back. Daddy's home. You know, this is not a great situation for you, Angel Garza. So, you know, it's just what it is. But um, Angel Garza came to play, man. He came to fight. And they gave him a decent showing against Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I won't say I'm surprised by that because I feel like they do want to build Angel Garza, too. They want people to take him seriously. So giving him some moments with Tommaso Ciampa where he showed off a little bit of what he can do. Uh, his skills in the ring, I felt like it, it, it. that's the way it should be. So I thought that was fine. But yeah, Tommaso, man, he looked great, didn't miss a step, was wrestling fast, like the very beginning, man. The sequence they had in the beginning was like fast and furious. They were dodging each other's like uh, kicks and punches. And like there was that like kind of show of respect from each other. But yeah, man, it was just Really nice to see that pacing for Chomp on him being able to hold up really well to that. Uh, the match went to the outside for a little bit, too. And again, just quick, fast paced action. Uh, really just. Yeah, it was it was fun, man. Energetic from the start, from the jump. Um, <laughs> there was a funny moment that happened. So, you know, Angel Garza, he's known for his quote unquote 
wardrobe malfunctions, um, as Beth Phoenix likes to say it. Uh, so he takes off his 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 tights. He's wearing long tights. Of course, he takes those off and he has this. It's just a standard wrestling uh, shorter gear or whatever. And then, um, you know, he gets knocked out to the outside of the ring by Tommaso Ciampa. But his tights are still in the middle of the ring. So he picks up the the tights, puts them in the lower turnbuckle, and stomps the all heck out of these tights. And then, you know, they fall to the ground. He's still stomping them. Then he sets them up, and it looks like he's trying to set up the tights for the fairy tale ending. He like hooks one leg and hooks the other leg. And Angel Garza, you know, you know, he's like upset, whatever. <laughs> he's like getting in there, you know, like trying to trying to like, what the hell are you doing to my <laughs> to my <laughs> you know? So and he gets in there and takes the bait. Cause oh he's a psycho. Good. That's why, man. He was going to town on that, Joe. He, he was going to town nuts. on 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 that uh on on those uh with the pants and his pants on the mess out of the stumble, stumble, stumble. I was like, yeah, it was like he was an actual opponent. Yeah. Like he just started fighting. He did the running knee to the, to the, to the pants at one point. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. Like you said, psycho killer, psycho killer. He lived up to that name in that situation. Like if I can't get to you, I'm going to get these pants. Yeah. Stomp the mess out of them. So that was funny, but you know, he basically baited, uh, Garza into, going to the top, uh, to the uh, apron, sticking his head through the ropes. He caught his head in the DDT spot. Boom, hit him down. One, two, three. Um, and that was it. That was a wrap for Angel Garza. Got the win. Uh, chance, uh, crowd chanted, welcome back to him. Um, he had his moment there. And then he got a visit from the Undisputed Era. Yes, he uh, did. So they came out, you know, kind of just deep, rolling deep. And I noticed right away that Roddy – had his shirt ripped and he had glasses that looked a lot like uh, Velveteen Dream. So I'm like, okay, is he trying to adopt a new look or did something happen? <laughs> because it, it was just apparent that something had happened there. And so they're surrounding the ring and then Kyle O'Reilly goes to the announce table. He has this this flash drive and he throws it to Morrow. And he's like, you might want to take a look at that Morrow. And then he looks at Adam Cole. He's like, all right, let's go out. Let's let's get. I, I did what I had to do. You know, I, I gave him the the flash drive. <laughs> So, you know, Morrow was like, well, we're going to check out this flash drive and see if it's suitable to show you guys whatever the heck is on this. Thing. <laughs> I'm like, OK, so, you know, they cut to commercial, they come back from commercial and they're like, all right, we, we, we scan the hard drive. It looks like it's safe to show um, on television. So we're going to go ahead and play you the contents of the hard drive, uh, the flash drive. So they play it, you know, and it's the Undisputed Era, basically, you know, in the back uh, stage area. And, you know, uh, it's Kyle O'Reilly with a camera kind of following up. And you have Adam Cole and, and uh, Roderick Strong basically saying, I, I, I warned you, but I'm getting pissed off at people not taking the Undisputed, Undisputed Era seriously. So we're going to start sending out messages to let people know exactly what happens to you. We don't care if you're Finn Balor, it's Maso Ciampa. This is what happens to you when you mess with the Undisputed Era. Yeah. You see Velveteen Dream laid out he's asleep Cold basically yeah clothes ripped glasses on the ground and Roddy whooped and whooped roddy just basically yelling at him i told you i told you not to mess with me still pissed off after having that picture of him with the belt half naked uh you know messed with and photoshopped to take out his crotch area and just you know just basic, basically making a mockery of him and so roderick got his revenge for sure in this situation and yeah, they just 
beat his ass. And uh, uh, it was Kyle O'Reilly who said, dream over at the end of the video. And they cut away. So, uh, yeah, man, great open to the show. Just real aggressive again with the match with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Perfect segue to the Undisputed Era. Another perfect segue to this video package. What do you think of this whole opening sequence? I, I enjoyed the opening sequence, man. Just, you know, it was great to see Ciampa. Like, like you said, man, he looked jacked as shit. I don't know. He was he, no wonder. No wonder he came back in seven months, right? Because <laughs> he just he took care of that neck issue, no problem. <laughs> I saw his rehab too, man. He he was putting in work, bro. He was definitely putting in work. Yeah, they have a documentary on him, right? Like Blackheart or something. I think is what. Yeah, they do. They do. They out. do. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, so it, it's kind of cool how they give like a inside look of uh, Champa going through this whole little deal for that surgery, man. Uh, but the match itself was cool. Garza, you know, his arrogant self coming down, getting that kiss from the lady. I think a guy trying to lean in too. It's like, oh nuts. dude, it's that right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was funny too. <laughs> uh, I got that, man. Uh my only gripe with this, man, I thought it felt a bit short. Cause it was. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, hold on, man. He had a he had like a 10 or 11 minute match with Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. And Pete Dunn was champion for damn near two years. I'm like, at least he could have got like a good showing with Champa, but you know, it, it is what it is. But that was my only gripe yeah. with that. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I could have taken a longer matchup. I feel like, you know, Angel Garza has has earned that. Um, like you said, he had a great match with Pete Dunn. And so to just pay that off. And with with this being Tommaso Ciampa's first match back, it would have been acceptable again for for it to be longer from that standpoint and for the fact that he went against Pete Dunn. Um, but, you know, I, I also do like the pacing, though. And I do think Angel Garza actually came out looking good. The fact that he was standing up to, to Tommaso Ciampa and got some decent offense in on him. Um, so I wasn't completely upset about it, but you saying it right now and me thinking – back on the length of the match. I could have gone for another, say, five minutes of them wrestling. That would have been yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I thought it thought it would would have been a nice showing for Garza to go against Chompa. Like, I know Garza's going to lose, but I just want him to have, like, a, you know, a strong showing. And, and yeah. you know, but even though I didn't get it, it was so what. But it was cool because I got to see my boys, Undisputed, come out, you know, looking just, man, just looking cool as shit. You know, he's just, Bad Cole's just the, just the coolest leader. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come out, just nonchalant, handling business like a leader should. Tells Kyle O'Reilly, you know, go go deliver the message. <laughs> he drops the goods off tomorrow to check it out. Drop the video, just laying waste to uh to to Valentine Dream, man. So it was good, man. And you know, sending out warnings to Finn Balor. I don't think Finn Balor wants to smoke. Like, dude. You've been out the game at NXT for a while. It's very much fast-paced. These dudes can go. The conditioning level is is top-notch because I hope your conditioning level is is ready for that because you've been on that WWE pace, that oh, you know that 11 to 12-minute match. You know, they, these guys go. Man, y'all <laughs> got Finn Balor's ready for this. He established that pace, man. This is the way it is because of Finn Balor. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Hold on. Disrespecting my man Finn. Like, man, I just had to get that in there, man. Get that in there, man. Just They just, you know, they treat my boy. The, the way they treat my boy Adam Cole, like, like it's not going to happen. They just they keep giving this foreshadowing. Like, Adam, like Finn Balor is there. He's going to take it off of Adam Cole. I don't see it. 
he I, I the way I see this going is I, I see Tommaso Ciampa losing to Adam Cole, probably strength and numbers kind of situation. Like, you know, undisputed era is gonna get involved. With Finn Balor, I could see Adam Cole winning that first matchup with Finn, but I feel like it'll be Finn that eventually is the guy that takes the t- the belt off of him. Um, so I kind of see that going on. And there was a little bit more foreshadowing of what may happen going forward with Tommaso Ciampa because there was an interview with Johnny Gargano. Um, they did a video package for Johnny Gargano later on in the show uh, showcasing just him and his history. And, of course, Tommaso Ciampa was in that video. And when he was interviewed, I think it was, uh, gosh, who was it, Kathy Kelly that interviewed him? Yep. Um, and she was asking about, you know, his feelings for about Tommaso Ciampa um, being back. And he said, you know, I really don't know what I feel. I won't know what I feel until I see him face to face and kind of left it at that. So, yeah, it looks like we're going to kind of go back to maybe a Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, at least face to face. Maybe kind of a reuniting of those two because they're both faces. And last time we saw Tommaso and Johnny Gargano, um, they were hugging at the top of the ramp. Yeah, man. Good races with each other. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't think I want to see Johnny versus Tommaso Ciampa anytime soon. I, I would, though, love to see them team up again, you know, if not officially as DIY, just having a couple of tag matches every once in a while to go against common enemies, let's say. I think that would be pretty cool. So, yeah, I could I, I, I'm, I'm for that. I think that's where they're leaning towards after uh, Tommaso Ciampa um, probably loses to Adam Cole is maybe some kind of soft reuniting of DIY. Not probably it will. You, know, you, so you for sure. You're 100 percent on that. You think 100%. that's happening? Hundred percent sure, man. Tommaso's not it's not gonna get that belt. Sorry, Goldie's not coming back, man. It, it's the property of Adam Cole. Oh man. Now I'm gonna be watching closely to see how they're building the story because that's really what's gonna tell me what they're gonna do with it. Um, but yet yeah, at some point though, some point and maybe sooner rather than later, Tommaso Chomp is getting Goldie back. That's happening. He loves that Goldie too much. He will find a way. He will turn heel in order to get Goldie. It does. He's crazy. He does okay. it. That's cool, but it's not going to happen against Adam Cole. Uh, we'll see. All right. You're making me want to pick Tommaso. Adam Cole is a strong champion. Right now, he doesn't even need to be a strong champion, right? He, he could just have his boys do the work now. Come in and just get the heel wins because we know he can. We already know what he can do. Make like, I think you can win. Touchable. That's what he is. <laughs> Man, the, the the love that you have for this for Adam Cole, man, it, it is it is there is there is nothing that anyone is because he is the face of NXT, is he not? Oh yeah, right now for sure, hundred percent, he is. But nothing lasts forever, man. And with with Finn Balor being back, dude, Finn Balor is, is the one. He was the face before Adam. It would be the greatest upset. Wow, would be the greatest upset. Adam Cole beating Finn Balor. Oh, okay. All right. Well, at least you – okay. I thought you were going to say it the other way around. That. No, 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 no. It was because everybody oh, assumed yeah. that – like you, you assumed that Finn Balor is going to beat Adam Cole. Hey, I said in that first matchup, I could see Adam Cole retaining in the first matchup. But I okay. think rematch after that, and I think Finn Balor would win that one. Mm. Yeah. That's the way I see that going. I see Adam Cole having those two wins to help really propel the belt and propel him to, to really look strong. And then, you know, either – and you know what? Maybe – I, I would say this. It's going to be either Finn – if I had to put money on it right now, I'm going to say Finn. But it could be Ciampa. It could be Finn or Ciampa. Well, one of those two guys is going to beat Adam Cole for the title in that 
third title defense. So I think he faces both of them. He beats both of them. Maybe there's a triple threat, and maybe Adam loses it that way. Um, I'd really like a one-on-one matchup to be the way he loses, though. But um, I could see a triple threat happening, too, and one of those two guys ended up winning. I would prefer a one-on-one instead of a triple a triple yeah. uh, threat. I think it just dilute, dilutes it a bit. Yeah. There's something uh, about triple threat. They're fun, but I just – I don't know. There's a there's a point to where I feel like it's it's a cheat a little bit. Like mm-hmm. like you said, it just dilute the 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 feeling. It, it's from an entertainment standpoint, okay, it's cool. But there's something about one on one matches where it really feels special, and I, I want that for Adam Cole to lose. I I do want it to be in that way versus like he's not involved or you know they teamed up on him and he lost that way. Like you know, no, nah, just beat the man, beat him, beat him straight up. Yeah, man. <laughs> but like if he beat him straight up the second second time okay yeah i see that i can see that happening I, I i would agree with you that on these first like the first time finn and adam cole face off i would pick adam cole to win that match the first time definitely because i think that it's just too there, there would be so much anticipation like you said so many people are going to think oh it's going to be finn it's going to be finn that would be the the logical thing to do would be to give it to Adam Cole then to really surprise the fans and have Adam Cole be like, you see, I told you, I told you, none of you believe me. And I told you that this isn't, this belt isn't going anywhere. And then in the rematch, like really put the stakes up against Finn or, or Tommaso Ciampa or whoever. And then, you know, then have them have that person beat Adam Cole. Maybe he'll bring out the demon. That would be the way. Yes. 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 If you bring out the demon, I'm like, all right, acceptable <laughs> loss. Yeah, cool. Because you know what, you had to bring the demon out to bring to beat Adam Cole. So that sells. That helps put Adam Cole over too. That that's what it takes. That's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Finn can't. The extraordinary man that does extraordinary things can't beat Adam Cole one on one. Okay, all right, I could take that. I could take that. I mean, I feel like this. This is a new Finn Balor that we're getting to. By the way. Like, it's not necessarily the extraordinary man. This is kind of like a darker version of Yeah, he got like, a shorter haircut. Did you see that tattoo on his hand now? Yeah, I, that, so that's new. Okay, I was wondering if that was just me. No, that's not you. I pointed that out. I was like, I wonder if that's like a sleeve that goes all the way up. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that now, too, because that, yeah, I feel like we're getting a, a darker fin. You know, there's yeah. something else going on, which I like. I like that for him. The smiling blue baller. I don't know. I, that 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 was it. It can work because I just like Finn. I'm a fan of Finn's, but because he's a cool, like, good looking dude, man. That's why it works. But that's but why he can smile and get away with it. Yeah, but th- this one though, this one feels like he's he's a killer. Like like he's he's gonna do some damage. He's gonna hurt some people, you know. And I I, I like that. Yeah, man, he, he's gonna do some damage, hurt some people. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna happen at, against Adam Cole. You know. I'm just saying it'll, it'll happen when you have to bring the demon out. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's, let's keep it moving with the rest of this. this right. Let's table that conversation. Yeah, that'll, well, that'll, <laughs> that's going to be a continued debate for weeks. You know time. what? We'll make a, a whole episode on that. Ooh. All right. Which, what specifically, what, what part? It will be Finn Balor and, and Adam Cole. Okay. I'm going to throw Tommaso Ciampa in there, too, because I feel like that I, I don't want to completely omit the possibility of it being Ciampa over Finn Balor in some way. Just mm. um, okay. I would, again, if I had to put money on it, I'm saying Finn and Adam Cole. But 
you know, the way that they're building, like Champa still wanting Goldie. I could see a scenario where maybe they make it, you know, Champa uh, over Cole or a triple threat. So I'll throw. I'll do you put- think? Do you think Finn Balor would have to go through Champa to get to, get to Adam Cole? That's that's the way it's going. Yeah, yeah, because Champa is dead set on getting Goldie back. So, and if Finn Balor wants that too, then yeah, it's going to have to happen. Deba- you know what? I will debate that with you. Okay. Adam Cole versus Ciampa. Who would win? Okay. Okay. We could do, we could do yeah, we could do that. Is it, it is decided. <laughs> cool. Cool. Let's do, we'll do that. We'll do that. That'll be a separate one. I mean, just the, the, the possible opponents for Adam Cole that could potentially beat Adam Cole is probably that whole topic that it would be. And, you know, the two main ones, the way they're, they're pitching it right now, you know, is it's either going to be Finn Balor that goes against them or Tommaso Ciampa or it'll be Ciampa first and then Finn Balor. We'll see. But I think that's the debate there is that it'll be who would win between Ciampa and, and Cole, who would win between Finn Balor and Cole and why. So, yeah, we'll we'll do that. I like that. All right. Man. So the tag team matchup that happened uh, after this was Imperium versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Um, this is a matchup that, again, if you are not really paying attention to NXT, you may see these guys come out and be like, who are these guys? Um, they they seem very normal, like very basic superstars, you know, black tights and only Lurkin's case in this one, white tights, but like really just simple look, bald head, like all of them very, you know, basic looking. But man, if you know what's up or if you paid attention, you watch this matchup for more than five minutes, you would learn real quick who, what these guys are about. Um, stiff European style wrestling, um, just really fun to watch. Um, yeah, these these guys put on a show in this tag team matchup, man. And and this because we talked about AEW and their love for tag team wrestling, I feel like this fits in to that conversation about what it looks like when a company actually cares or gives a damn about tag teams. Like these two. Just put on a show. They, they used NXT to- always show love to their tag team. I, I I will give them props to that man. That's why we had revival. Uh, you had undisputed. You got undisputed right now. Even AOP at the time, man, it was looking good too as well. So tag team is what they're excel at. And yeah, this was uh, this was another great showcase of showing tag teams, man. Imperium against Orny Lorcan and Orny Lorcan. And Danny Birch was hard hitting at, at times, fast pace as well, man. Very fast. Yeah. Yes. Yes, man. So I enjoyed that as well, man. And we got some great physical spots too. Uh, I think it was one spot Imperium had Danny Birch in the outside of the corner. And and uh I think one of them was inside the ring, one of them was outside, and they both did a drop kick. Wow, because Danny Birch's head was upside down, and they bro- both did a drop kick to his head. Hmm. Like it was a sick spot. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then they posed and did the Imperium stamps. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, just, the rope. Oh. like, yep, like, yep, we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh man!" So yeah, Imperium look look good as a as a faction as well. They do. They're a strong, scary faction, man. That yes. like they just they have a scary leader, bro. They do. Walter is undefeated. He's the UK champion. He gives zero Fs about his opponents and, and how, you know, damn near killing them. Um, you know, it's just it, those chops are scary as hell. And then he, yes. these guys are. He wants all the chest meat. He wants all the chest meat. 
That's a great way to put that. Oh man. But yeah, just this the yeah, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Imperium. I love them as a faction. Fabian Eichner, I'm gonna just shout him out a little bit. Like this guy, just the the high the top rope where he uh, he hops up on uh, the middle rope, then he hops up on the top rope and does that moonsault. You know, just I was reminded, like, yeah, this dude, like, he can do that. I remember in the in the Cruiserweight Classic, you know, doing that in like the first round of competition, yep. really standing out. Like, he's very talented, man. So I'm glad he's getting this run with Imperium. And shout out to the commentary team mentioning that too. Like, you know, he used to be a cruiserweight. Like, he used to, you know, he had cut down his weight. Yeah, you know, he had a different look at a time. You know, right now he bulked up a little bit, and he's still doing the same cruiserweight moves. It's insane, bro. Well, and it goes to show you too, because we talk about factions and like why, like we we just love factions. We wish that in WWE you saw more of them. A guy like this without factions probably gets lost in the shuffle, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, again, he was in that cruiserweight classic, um, had a great showing, but on his own, you know, when he was in NXT just by himself, you know, he was he was really still just a guy. He wasn't quite there yet. Just being a part of a faction, like it just helps because you know you. And all the other guys that are like you that that have just the, the your maybe uh, up and coming guys, you know, you join a faction and then that just helps like rise your your prestige, your cachet. Um, so I love that for Fabian Eichner, a guy like him that, again, had a great showing in the in the Cruiser Classic. And then he joins up with Alexander Wolf and Walter and Marcel Bartel. And specifically for the guys not named Walter, you know, it just helps all of those guys so much. You know, as talented as they are, I mean, Alexander Wolf was insanity, right? And he was a part of a faction, and they helped him at that point. And then Fanity just got killed by Smackdown, right? And so now he's getting the second chance with another faction in Imperium, and yeah, it's just great for him, great for him, and just everybody involved. So, yeah, man, factions just just goes to show you what you can do with a great faction. Yes, even a young faction as well. That you know, that that's an in-house star power right here. And that's by Walter. And he doesn't even need to be there. His music alone, and since they have all the same music, like you just feel that same energy, man. Yeah. Like, this tag team is all about business. And I and I love it. Yeah, exactly, man. So yeah, man. Just uh great short for Imperium. They ended up uh winning and beating Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, continuing their their uh reign of terror on NXT. Yep. Yeah, man. Looking forward to more from Imperium for sure. All right, so next up we had Io Shirai. Oh, I love Io Shirai. Io Shirai versus Caden Carter, who I know her from the Mae Young Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in, I think, the second tournament that they did, had a strong showing there. She's from the the uh, Orlando area, so she was kind of the hometown favorite in, in the or one of the hometown favorites in the in that tournament there. Um, so yeah, just great showing for her and i think i talked about it before she kind of had more of an ember moon look at the time and she's toned down that side of it like the the whole um you know deep not demon thing but so ember moon kind of has like this almost vampire kind of thing that she does with the moon in the background and everything um and yeah with caden carter it's just kind of and been a little bit toned down from that because she was damn near the green version is like you know, in Mortal Kombat, you have like Sub-Zero and Reptile and Scorpion. They all look the same. But they have different colors. Yeah. Like hers it was like green compared to Amber Moon's red. So it was kind of funny seeing seeing her come out in the tournament. But anyway, she went against Io Shirai. 
She looked decent against Io Shirai, but this matchup seemed for me to be more about Io Shirai. I don't know. Like, Caden Carter, I think she she held her own. I, I won't say she got squashed or anything. I felt like she did decent. But, yeah, it, this was really about Io Shirai kind of trying to take that next step to, it was, it uh, was. to the women's championship and Shayna Baszler. Um, so, yeah, that's the feeling that I got from this. Dude, I got to say this. The women's division of NXT is on a whole nother level, bro. Yep. It's 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 like a whole nother level. Like Io Shirai like had a good showing in, in that match. Uh what was her last name? Carter? Caden Carter. Yeah, Caden Carter. So like it was fast paced. They're both doing flips in the beginning. I thought that was great. Uh but Io just once again just being dominating. But was after the fact that she decided to call out Rhea Ripley. Well, and she really was calling out Shayna Baszler. Well, yeah, Shayna Baszler. And she said, not Rhea, not Bianca, me, right? Of course, you know, Rhea Ripley took a, a exception to the fact that her name was mentioned by somebody. So sure yeah. enough, she came out. <laughs> she came out to address that, which was pretty badass. But go ahead. Hell yeah, man. It was. It was. She came out to address that. She was like, man, Bianca Bella, you know, she liked to run her mouth. Now I got to put now I get to put her in her place next week. And she was like, but EO, if you ever run, you like you ever run in your mouth. You ever run your mouth. <laughs> she was like, I got no problem. I'm like, oh my God. She is uh she is just badass, man, on a whole nother level. <laughs> like they are building her the right way. Yeah, like she's going up a ladder, knocking out these pillars. All right, Bianca Bella, axe her. All right, Eo, I'm about to take care of her too. Then she, then man, you got Shayna Baszler right for the taking, man. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen, dude. It's it, going to happen. Yeah, she's taking that bet off. Oh, that's happening. That is that is one hundred percent happening, man. Rhea Ripley is winning that match. I don't <laughs> pick anybody else against Shayna Baszler, but Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I'm picking her. I am picking her. If that happens in War Games, for sure, one hundred percent. I would put everything on Rhea Ripley. Definitely. But th- but what was cool though is when she came out against Io Shirai, they were face to face. I'm like, damn, I want this match too. Yes. Let's see. Yep. <laughs> I got just inside. I'm like, man, I want to see this now. You know, like, Eo, uh, she was looking like she wants some too. She did. It. She wasn't backing down as well. She had like this subtle, wicked smile. And I was like, ooh, Eo wants to smoke as well. Yep. <laughs> Gosh, and then she was cursing her out in Japanese, just like saying what she was. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but she is pissed. She's giving you the business right now. You have Maria Ripley was like, if my name ever comes out of your mouth again, I have no problem putting you in your place, too. I was like, oh, my God. Let's see this happen. Let's see this happen. Oh, man. And like you said, with Bianca Belair, like that's going to be a great matchup. That's going to be next week. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair had a video package um, kind of talking about you know, how she is is next in line, should be next in line to go against Shayna Baszler and then building up the matchup next week with Rhea Ripley. You know, she actually gave Rhea Ripley some props saying, I, I got to admit, you're a badass. 
But if you think you're going to come here and and like jump the line and push me aside, you got another thing coming and just like trying to yeah. put over the fact that she's hey she's no she's no pushover. She's going to bring it to Shane to to Rhea Ripley. But uh, no, nah, it's not going to happen. Rhea Ripley is winning that match. Yeah, he's just it's. She's on a collision course with Shayna. It's going to happen. It is. It is. But you know what? I like this setup, too, because Belair has been looking strong. She is. I think she she's on a win, winning streak right now. She is. She got she about is. three or four, four matches. She's just won in a row. So she's looking very strong. And the way they're setting this up, it's like, oh, it's going to be a powerhouse match. I'm just, when, I'm just trying to envision what that could look like, man, because they're just both strong women. I mean, yeah, this this division, man, is crazy. Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, they weren't even here, you know, and it's, it's, it's just they just have so much talent right now. You know, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair. I mean, it's just Dakota Kai. Yeah. You know, we had Tegan Knox come back. Keep going, bro. This is man, <laughs> just, seriously, like this is crazy. Just all these yeah. they have there, like the women's division on NXT. It's just this. This is where they, in terms of them versus AEW, NXT is still winning by a mile because that women's division compared to the way they're displaying even the women's division oh, yes. on AEW, it's no contest. You know, we had two matches here, you know, for for um, NXT, you know, showing off the women's division. And again, there's so many. And, the we promo, had a promo, and we had a promo, too. So there's three segments with women of NXT, you know, here, whereas we had one matchup. On AEW, like two hours, they're showing you. You can fit in the women. Definitely, they should show. They should be showcased better. Um, so yeah, it, it's just on another level right now with NXT with the women's division, and I love it. I love it. I'm excited. I'm just excited for these matchups, and as I am for the men. And that's that's yeah, true. man. I love yeah. it. Yep. And you know that that just shows you how women's wrestling, you know, came along. Like I, I get just as excited just as I'm watching the dudes wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah man. Look, man, Becky Lynch, she's number one overall in the draft. Well-deserved. Yep. Well-deserved. Exactly, man. Times have changed. It has. It has. And in a a great way. In a great way, Mm -hmm. too. So excited for that, man. Let's, like I said, collision course coming for Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. Um, So now let's talk about what happened in the aftermath of Velveteen Dream getting his ass whooped. So uh, really Regal had an announcement about what what the new stipulation was going to be for oh, Keith Lee man. and Dominic Dijakovic. So uh, Kathy Kelly interviewing really Regal, asking them, so are we going to see that matchup with um, with Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong that was supposed to happen next week? And he said, unfortunately, no. Velveteen Dream suffered some injuries. He's going to be out next week and maybe out a little bit longer. So we don't know. We'll see. So, but that matchup is off. So, what are we going to do for next week? We will have a championship matchup for the North American title. So, Roderick Strong is going to defend his belt against the winner of Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Man, that changed everything right away. Like, okay, so now we're not talking about just the ending of their feud. We're talking about the winner of this gets a number one or gets a champion. They're the number yep. one and they get a championship match. And it's crazy because we had talked about this last week. We actually got in a debate. We got in a real got good debate. Uh, yeah. it, it was. It was like, who deserves the opportunity more? Well, and at that time, we weren't even talking about the championship. We were no. just talking about, like, who deserves that win and where do they go from there? And, like, if you're building them up. So, you know, again, just a, a quick recap. You know, my stance on that was if I'm as a fan, I'm rooting for Keith Lee. Right. Like Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee's character. I love everything about him. I want to see him rise to the top and be champion and all that. 
But if I'm trying to build both of these guys, my 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 I guess uh, point of view on this was you give Dominic Dijakovic the win because Keith Lee can recover from a loss better better than Dominic Dijakovic could because uh, Keith Lee is set. He's over. He's the fans love him. They are chanting his name more so than Dominic's during those matches. Um, so I just feel like he's the safer bet to be able to continue to build and rise. Um, whereas with on your side, you were saying Keith Lee's a superstar. Now you got to strike while the iron's hot, give him the shot. Now uh, let this lead to a championship opportunity for him um, after this matchup. And with Dominic, you have kind of a, you know, maybe a redemption story built up for him as he tries to recover from the loss with, with Keith Lee. I think, you know, looking back at it, both of those scenarios to me, you know, make, make sense. Honestly, um, I can see your scenario. I'm rooting for that scenario as a fan. Um, as a booker, I've, I'm a little nervous about Dominic Dijakovic, but sure, a redemption story could work for him if done the right way. Um, I just don't know if the fans are really bought in enough for Dominic Dijakovic, but it's fine. I think that both ways could work. So fast forward to the match. Um, it's what we come to expect. You know, these two guys, the the big selling point of their match is they're two heavyweight superstars yes. who can do things that heavyweight superstars should not be able to do. Um, poison Rana, really? Like, what the heck? Keith Lee pulling off a poison Rana on Dominic Dijakovic was crazy. Like, that spot was was awesome. Um, the frog splash that he kept doing to the arm of Dominic Dijakovic, just wearing him down, wearing him down, wearing him down. You know, love that. The show of strength by both of these guys. Yeah. Um, Dominic Dijakovic with one arm, like, just continuing to fight on. Selling and, that arm, too. Selling the hell out of it. You know, I love the the boots that he started using. I loved he kept trying to use the arm and he was selling now like my arm is wearing down because what Keith Lee did. So just great storytelling for this matchup. Smart wrestling, smart strategy by Keith Lee to try to take away, um, you know, the arms of Dominic, the arm of Dominic Dijakovic so he can't hit his finisher. Um, yeah, man, I thought it was just logically booked. Fun matchup overall. Um so why don't you, before we get into the ending, why don't you get into it a little bit just to talk about your perspective of this whole matchup? I, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was just kind of funny how, you know, William Ringo made that surprise announcement. Like now they're, you know, it was for a championship opportunity for the North American. I'm like, wow. Like we yeah. just had a debate about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, man. So it, it was crazy how, how that kind of just, you know, worked out. Uh, but the match itself was fun. You know, even the beginning, the first five minutes, they're just going, you know, shoulder tackle for shoulder tackle, just, you know, trying to figure out who's the strongest in that area. But end up, uh, Keith Lee ended up taking advantage over there, showing more dominance in that maneuver, which was great. So once again, man, you're not kind of just focus on all the big high spots right there. I, I, I love that heavyweight battle right there. Like, all right, who has the strongest shoulder tackle? So right there, you know, just two heavyweights going at it. That's why I like heavyweight bouts, you know, showing those uh, tests of strength right there to your competitors, saying saying who's uh, who's stronger. Even the slugfest, man, when they was going, uh, I think Keith Lee just had this, all of a sudden just got this burst of energy and just started slugging it out uh, against uh, Dajakovic. And it was great, man. Just had him in the corner and just tossed him. Uh, across the ring right after i was like oh my god bro this the power was was nuts man so th- so i love the power game it, it stood out to me in uh in this match man 
because it, it was it, it was like berserk. Yeah, man, it, it, it definitely the power game. They still threw out some high flying uh, moves as well. Um, just a great mixture of of, of both styles for sure. Um, yeah, man, this, this, again, gave us a lot of what we had come to expect from the two of these guys. Um, now, to go into the the championship opportunity a little bit, if you'd have told me that this was going to be for a number one contendership for who was going to go against uh, Roderick Strong, I probably would have picked Keith Lee to win this matchup in that standpoint because now you're giving a direct title shot to one of these guys versus yeah. being like, who's going to have – you know, the the win in this series and that's it to then move on to, you know, the next phase of their their careers or whatever. You know, in this scenario, I feel like the clear person to give a, a title shot to for or if this is going to be the stakes, I'm saying Keith Lee. Um, Dominic Dijakovic, I feel like as, as much as I would want to help him out, I don't want to give him a title shot against Roderick Strong necessarily to be his next matchup. But Keith Lee against Roderick Strong, for the North American Championship, yeah, 100%. Like, that's the match I would want to see. So, you know, that's how I was watching this. I was like, oh, okay, that just changed everything for what I'm thinking of this matchup. So I'm watching it, I'm, and Keith Lee, in my opinion, I felt like Keith Lee looked like the stronger of the two in this matchup. He did. Uh, he seemed like he was dominating. He was getting ready to win the matchup. Now I say getting ready because Roderick Strong <laughs> ends up coming out and causing a no contest, a disqualification, which I'm like, oh, you come on. Now, there's a part of me that actually hated the fact that this happened, that they decided to. I felt like my exact words were, oh, I think they chickened out a little bit here. They didn't want to make a decision on mm-hmm. who they were going to you know, have not be a part of that matchup. So they decided to go ahead and just have a disqualification and, and everybody paying attention to wrestling knows what's coming once Roderick Strong does what he does. So uh, William Regal shows up um, at that little uh, top <laughs> area over the announcer's uh, uh, stand, and he's like, oh, you're real smart. You think you're real smart? Yeah. He was like, very clever, Mr. Roderick, very clever. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded better. That did. That's, that's what it sounded like. Roderick, but not clever enough. Uh, <laughs> you will defend your title next week, but you will be defending against Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. And of course, Roderick is just going nuts. He's like, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> it kind of felt like, you know how, I mean, I don't know. You have kids, so I just view it from the outside because I don't have kids. But the way it felt like was like if a kid was upset at their dad, for not having them let them have their favorite toys <laughs> and they're holding on to this toy and like you just say no and they're just like i hate you you ruined my life i hate you like that's what it felt like roderick strong is yelling at william regal like his daddy just like took away his favorite toy or his moment or whatever well thank um, god i don't have unruly kids but there was a a, a, a situation a crazy story i i i I've seen and my wife knows about this because she laughs every time I told her about this story. So I'm going to get us dinner. I go to like a Mississippi ring mm-hmm. and it's, and it's this maybe six, seven year old boy with his mom, just throwing a tip of tantrum because he couldn't get what he wanted. And he was like, I hate you. You know what? I'm going to shake my head like this and I ain't going to remember nothing. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my! What I was like, what? 
Who unruly child is this? I'm going to shake my head till I don't remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that Those words that you were forever. Yourself. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. That, so when, when you say that, it's that's exactly what Roderick was doing. A temper tantrum, man. He was just, he had that look on his face too. Yeah. yeah. That pinched face all squinched up. <laughs> oh, it was that's exact. I, that's what I thought of. I thought of a kid who had just gotten like just denied yeah. something or whatever by his by his dad. Like you know, he's looking up. Like, I hate you. Like yeah. those words he said, I hate you. I'm like, oh man, this is this man. is great. This is gold. I um, swear, man, William Reed was like the coolest GM. He's the best. Yeah, because he just came out like very clever, Mister Roger. Very clever. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so smooth, so smooth. Yeah, and he, he has it just had a major clap back at him, man. It was like, you know what? All right, I'm gonna turn this into triple threat now. Yep. Well, and afterwards too, it was it was that scenario we talk about all the time where when William Regal is right, like that, you yeah, you could try to complain, but he just has this subtle way of just being able to just deal with it. So he goes to the back. They cut to uh after, I think it was after the commercial break. They showed what had happened during the commercial, and William Regal's walking to his office in the back, and the undisputed era is in the back. And they're like trying to yell at him, stop. "What are you doing? This isn't right. This isn't fair." And Regal just smoothly just walks through, walks past him, and they can't do nothing. Like, like he closes the door, though. They're like, "That's it, I guess." Turned around, they just kind of turned around and walked away, and they were like. Well, that's it. We tried. Yeah, but, man. I was like, wow, this can't, can't do nothing, man. Nope. Can't intimidate him. Can't, can't complain at, past that. It's like he heard what you had to say. You messed up. He closed the door. That's it. There's nothing yeah. to talk about. It's William yeah. Regal. Exactly. You, you see, you have to make a good point for for William Regal to hear you out. Yeah. You know, like Candace Re- uh, Larray, how she got herself in that uh, in that triple threat and turned into a fatal four way for the number one contendership. Yes, you know she made her point like, why is EO in there? I beat her. Yep. It's like you know what? It's a very good point. You're in the like uh, it, it just became a fatal four way now. I'm like, see, simple. <laughs> he didn't even fight you against logical. that. Just, it was logic. It was straight to the, you made sense. <laughs> Unlike Mia Yim, who's like. Oh. You see what happened when she got jumped yeah. by uh, the three, the three of the four horsewomen. You see what happened out there? He's like, "Look, you had your chance to take over. Not only that, you jumped two out of the three of them before the matchup. What did you think was going to happen? Of course, they're going to go out there and try to get revenge. And then me and Yim is just sitting there like, well, 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 and then just cut off and just yeah. stop talking. She's like, "Damn it! <laughs> she knew he was right. She knew she couldn't say anything else. He yeah, just laid down immediately." He just shut that down. He shut that shit down real quick. <laughs> Had your chance. You did nothing with it. It's over. <laughs> Move on. It's like, yep, he's right. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, it was great. It was great. So just, um, yeah. So again, at first, you know, I'm like, ah, they they kind of, you know, didn't want to make a decision. And they decided to give them both kind of uh, the opportunity. And, you know, we're not going to see the end of their few necessarily this series other than to have it cap you know culminate in this triple threat which in a way I, I am cool with though you know i do like the idea of both of them being in that matchup to replace velveteen dream and kind of have put roddy in this crazy situation where he's going against these two heavyweights 
who, you know, he's basically right smack dab in the middle of their rivalry now. So I, I do like that. And and I had mixed feelings about it overall, but I'm definitely going to enjoy this matchup. So what, what are your thoughts on this overall? Uh, man, uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good, man. I think it's going to be good. You know, I, I, are you okay with the fact though, that they didn't choose to have either Keith Lee or Dominic Dijakovic win and they're going with a triple threat versus a one-on-one. I thought it was a good tease because you know, like, all right, so we didn't get a, you know, a finality to that, to that grudge match. Now it turns to a triple threat. So who's going to take the pin out of that one now? Ooh. Um, hmm. Dijah? Keith? You know what? It really could be either one of these guys. I know that's kind of a, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not making a pick there either, really. But I feel like I could, I could literally see either one of those guys taking the pin. I don't think there's one guy I would lean towards more to take the pin. I mean, I guess you could say Dominic Dijakovic because of the three, he's the 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 least up the the ladder for like you know in terms of superstars, but. I, I could see Keith Lee losing because of like a move that Dominic Dijakovic does. Then Roderick Strong, like, you know, throws out uh, Dominic Dijakovic and then takes the, you know, steals the pin on Keith Lee. I could see something like that happening. Um, there's so many ways that this can go. I guess if I'm booking it, you know, I want to help Keith Lee, um, but I also want to help Dominic Dijakovic too. So that's tough. I think it's got to be <laughs> the way that you kind of, pay it off that one of these two guys hit something devastating and Roddy just kind of gets a heel sneak pin or, or steals a pin and does it that way, regardless of who it is. Ah, man. See, I think it does matter. It, how, how you said it really doesn't matter who takes the pin. Now yeah. I'm thinking about it. I think it does matter who takes the pin. Okay. And 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 it and Dijer should take the pin. See, I just I, I I think this goes back to what our debate was last time. It's like Djokovic <laughs> taking an L, you know, it just kind of further just sets him back, I think, you know, and and that wouldn't do it for for Keith? Not not the opportunity for like a, for a championship and not in the eyes of the man. Now, well, he goes back to the to the bottom. I don't, but I don't think he would go. Especially depending on the way he loses, I don't think he would go back to the bottom. I mean, we just talked about how how sharp Will and Regal is. I think if it's done in a way that it's like, oh well, clearly, you know, he was screwed or whatever. You know, he would get another shot. And with as popular as he is, he's not going to lose any momentum with the fans. Like, I'm not worried about that. You know, Dominic Dijakovic. You know, off of a loss, like I feel like. You know, it's going to be tough for him because the momentum that he has has been built off of his matches with Keith Lee. You know, whereas Keith Lee's momentum had been going from, you know, basically when he when he showed up day one, like people are already hyped up about Keith Lee. So I just feel like, you know, if you give him a loss, you know, and then his feud with Keith Lee is over, like, I don't know, the redemption story, like you said, I could I I could see if it's done the right way. I could see that working. But. I don't know. I just feel like why not just have 
because neither I think Roddy's going to win. So this is kind of a different scenario, right? Where I don't think either one of these guys is going to get a pinfall victory and win the North American Championship. Like I don't see that. I see Roddy retaining and and finding a way to do it. So now we're purely talking about one of these guys not being a part of the fall and one of these guys actually taking the pin. So in that situation, I mean, Dominic not being involved at all, like just not taking the pin and not getting the pin, you know, I feel like that's another reason why I kind of feel like this matchup maybe, you know, isn't the best scenario either for either one of these guys because Mm -hmm. it's like it's a lose-lose for the two guys who don't win. You know, like for the person who's not involved in the pinfall, you just you, you lost, but you didn't get pinned, but you still lost. And the guy that gets pinned looks more so weak because you took a pin and you took a pin from Roddy. Um, but he's the champion. So it's not really like, OK, you look weak, weak. I mean, you lose to the champion. It's not the, the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Um, I'm just kind of going through this as I'm thinking about it right now. I feel like with with the one on one matchup, I definitely wanted Dominic to to if I'm going to book it to push both of them over. I'm thinking Dominic should should beat Keith Lee one on one in order to help propel his star to even try to come close to where Keith Lee's is already at. Um, I think Keith Lee, he's just so damn charismatic, man. Like he's 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 not a guy I'm worried about. Like I feel like no matter like he he's just over. The crowd loves him. They 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 just love everything he does. He's so incredible in the ring that even if he takes a loss, man, he can rebound really quickly with Dominic. I just, I I just I get nervous I, about it. That's my argument. I don't think he could rebound not as quickly as Dominic. You think Dominic would rebound from a loss quicker than Keith Lee? Yeah. See, I don't, because, I don't see because that. Because Keith Lee has more star power, man. But I, see, that just seems like counter to, to, the, to, the, to what you're saying. Because, again, when I say rebounding quickly, I mean like, Okay, so you take a star, right? A guy who's already over, and he takes a loss. Like the 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 rungs on the ladder that he drops, I don't think is as low as the rungs on the ladder that Dominic Dijakovic would drop because Dominic isn't as high as Keith Lee is. Like literally, think of a ladder and think like like Keith Lee is basically at the top of that ladder. In comparison to that, I would say Dominic is like on rung two or three of like a 10, 10 step ladder. And if Dominic loses, I feel like he falls off the ladder completely and he becomes, he's just like one of the guys again. And with Keith Lee, he's right there at the top. If he loses, sure. Maybe he takes two steps back, but he's still on the ladder and people still see him as championship material. You know, it's just a matter of him getting put in the right situation again. But with Dominic, I just feel like what's to separate him from say Damian priest at that point, if he loses, I feel like they're going to flip spots and Damian Priest is going to take Dominic Dijakovic's spot if Dominic loses. Whereas with Keith Lee, I'm never putting Dom- Damian Priest over Keith Lee. That's just not happening. I don't care what Damian Priest does. Like, I just see. Don't say, don't say nothing like I, that. Hey, I'm, I'm don't putting you do it out it right, there. Bobby. Don't I'm, you put that evil I, on me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it out there. Keith Lee to me, it's gonna be. I don't see Damian Priest ever being over Keith Lee. I don't. Anytime they have a matchup, I don't care what NXT does. Keith Lee is the guy that the fans are gonna be be with. Period. You know, and I just see him being so over. Man, it's I. I gotta pause real quick. William Regal's face 
during that whole situation with Roddy, dude, his eyes were bugging out of his head. That was that was <laughs> hilarious. I just had to throw that in there real quick because it was running on my TV right now. His eyes, if you have not seen it, check out that scene. Oh, my God. His eyes were just classic. Anyway, I just had to throw that out there. But, um, yeah, I just I, I, I have to maintain that, you know, with Keith Lee, he's just higher up that ladder with Dominic Dijakovic. It just feels like he's not he's not at that same level. He's just not. So if he loses the the steps he takes, it's 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 ground level. You know, if if Keith Lee loses the steps he takes, he's still on the ladder. He's still there. So that's just where I see it. But but, you know, we agree to disagree on that. We see it a little bit differently. And we'll just have to see what happens with this matchup next week, because we're, we're going to get a shot to see who they choose. Um, yeah. You know, and the the pin to me, I feel like it's kind of a lose lose for both of them since it's a triple threat now because they're both technically going to lose, even though one of them's going to take the pin. Like they both kind of lose in this situation, and we don't get the end of their feud. So the visual is going to look crazy because yeah, Roderick is going to look so small, so tiny compared to these two dudes. Yeah, behemoths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. man. These, oh man. Oh my god. Yeah, and and also, yeah. Let's just just to be clear, the match itself is going to be awesome. Like this, what whatever my feelings are in terms of you know their their like the future after this matchup, it is what it is. Like let's just table that for a second. Yeah, this matchup for what it's going to be next week is going to be awesome, and so that alone. Maybe that would erase, you know, whatever hurt it would have to, you know, them like in terms of taking a step back. Right. Like just if it's just freaking awesome, like match of the year caliber stuff, you could you could still win off a loss. You could still win off a loss. So we'll see what happens there, too, because yeah, if they put on an amazing show. Then that's all you'll be talking about is like, dude, did you see that match of the year type of matchup that we just saw on NXT? Um so sometimes that you can come out looking great too, no matter what happens there. But we'll see. I'm curious. Now, did they say that triple threat would be main event? It would have to. It has to be. American, it right? has to be. Honestly, the matchup they had on NXT, the uh, Keith Lee Dominic Dijakovic, I feel like that should have been this week's main event. I really do. You're captain. You're ending because the way it was sold, this was it. This was the rubber match. So I feel like this one should have been, been the main event, but fine. They they didn't want to cap yeah, with that whole like just even just the whole sequence went because you had basically had William we William Regal come out too. That would have been perfect. You could have ended the show right there. Yep, and you got Roger just looking pissed. Yep, that would have been a great way to end that show. So I feel like yeah, that should have been main event. It wasn't. It is what it is. Next week it will be. It'll be main event. Yeah, man. Well, you know, this week you had, you know, oh, (laughs) geez, we're getting there. We're getting there. Goodness. All right. So, yeah. And and to to this point, though, after this matchup, I kind of felt like because I looked at the time, I'm like, man, this is only an hour in. Like, I was actually anticipating this would be the main event. So to know that there was still so much to go on the show, I was like, what 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 is left? Like, I I completely forgot about Damian Priest and Pete Dunn. But um, the next matchup was Matt Riddle versus Bronson Reed. Um, it was a quick matchup, but it was a hard-hitting matchup. They started out with a show of respect. Uh, Matt Riddle doing the, the bro fist bump to Bronson Reed, and then they proceeded to kick each other's asses for about five minutes. Uh, both of them just hard-hitting, you know, knees and, and 
just just rough because uh, what Bronson Reese prides himself on what is like Australian strong style, I think is what he calls it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, he's an Australian bruiserweight, right? So you know he real stiff to to Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle give it right back to him. Um, you know, just his sequences now. I think ever since um, Killian Dane, like he's been amping it up a little bit. And then that matchup with Adam Cole, man, he came out like guns blazing, like just, was just fast paced. He was trying to kill Adam Cole in that matchup. Just <laughs> one move <laughs> after another, no pauses, just his stamina, his conditioning is on point right now because he can go at 100 miles an hour without, you know, taking a break and just, yeah, he's just, he just, it's great to watch. And he did the same thing to, to Bronson Reed, just coming out the gates, just again, guns blazing, just trying to take this dude's head off immediately. Uh, but Bronson's a big dude, man. So it, it was going to take a lot to take him out. Um, but in the end, uh, Matt Riddle did come out on top on this one. And, uh, you know, there was a show of respect at the end, too. Definitely. Yeah. So, again, it was a short matchup, but it was an, there was enough action between the two of them to give Bronson some respect, but to also continue to put over Matt Riddle as like like he's he's taking that next step to where you know, either North American or NXT championship, it's in his sights. Yeah, I think he'd go either route either route. It's he can't go wrong either way, you know. And then the match itself was great. It was a short, fast paced match with Bronson. I enjoyed it. And even the show respected that the bro fist bump, you know, and uh it was a it was a great ending. So but Matt Riddle, like, man, yes, he, he definitely has it, you know, definitely a future championship opportunity with that dude now do you want to see matt riddle adam cole too i wouldn't mind saying that okay i wouldn't mind because even the the first match man that was crazy that was nuts that was crazy yeah why not have matt riddle and, and adam cole too do you see matt riddle being a future face of nxt i do because he's very charismatic, he he has a good look, you know, and he resonates with the crowd. He he has everything. He has the whole wrestling accolades. So yeah, man, he has that UFC background too. So he's a legit fighter. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's the, yeah, he, he has that crossover appeal. Yeah, he's he's a guy. I think you know. Let's say, and I'm I'm crossing my fingers, crossing my toes. Hoping this doesn't happen. That Adam Cole goes to you know SmackDown or Raw someday. I, I don't want to see that happen. But if it did, you know, I, I would actually peg Matt Riddle to be that that guy that would be the full on face of of NXT because Finn Balor. I feel like you know again I can see Finn Balor beating Adam Cole, but I don't know that Finn Balor's stay in NXT is like a permanent one. I feel like this is a stay that you know maybe for the next year or so he'll be here, but then. You know, he'll end up going back to WWE, you know, with this new attitude that he has. Um, I could I could potentially see that. Um, and I hope that that's not the case for Finn, too, because really Finn and NXT just feels like a great fit. It does. Um, Maybe he didn't want to do all that traveling. You know, he just got married. So he wants to settle down. So because when you think about it, you're only at you're only in Orlando. You're only performing at one stadium. Or not, yeah. Stadium, just you know, one location, yeah. Exactly. Just like staying and not not as much travel, like you said. Um, it's one of the reasons why it seems like Moro also too is is there versus being on SmackDown or Raw yeah. with the less travel. Um, just so, yeah, I, I I would hope um as a fan to see Finn Balor there for a longer period of time, but just 
looking at it and saying that he was just on on a or a SmackDown, um, there's that possibility they could go back. So with all that in mind, I feel like Matt Riddle would make sense as like that next guy that would be the face of NXT. You know, I could totally see that if if not Finn, if not Adam Cole, I would say Matt Riddle after those two guys. Yeah, man, because definitely because Matt Riddle does have a, a a good look. He he knows his character. If you know yeah. your character, you can go a long way with it. Yeah, he has that it factor. Yep. He has that it factor for sure. You know, and I'm omitting Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano purposely because those guys to me are like the heart and soul of NXT. It's a little bit different. You know, I wouldn't necessarily call them the face, but I can see them being NXT champion again. You know, it's just more of like just there's something about those other guys that we're talking about, the Adam Coles, the Finn Balors and the Matt Riddles, you know, like they just have that overall like crossover appeal and, you know, the entertainment value. I feel like, you know, Johnny Gargano and, and um, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, they're kind of like no BS kind of, of, of uh, superstars. Like it's more just purely about the wrestling and sure they can cut a great promo, but it's, it's really about just like that, that love of wrestling whereas with matt riddle there's like the the character that he has is kind of out there too and it's he's like he just he just has that that overall that all-around uh entertainment value uh same with finn balor you know Mm -hmm. he's he's a worldwide world-known phenom um and then adam cole is the same way you know so those guys are a little bit different yeah man that's a definitely a good point because balor uh, you know, you know, because, you know, they're just good looking guys, man. I mean, there's that for sure, too. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, but I, I so just next in line after those two, I would say, you know, seeing this matchup, it was kind of reminding me that I think Matt Riddle is another guy that could be in the running for face of of uh, NXT going forward. Definitely. You say so, Adam. Matt Riddle. Oh, Matt Riddle. Okay. Matt Riddle. Yeah. After Adam Cole, after Finn Balor, that Matt Riddle oh, yeah. would be. You know, the next guy. Yeah, most definitely. All right. So then our second women's matchup of the night was the returning Tegan Knox versus Tynera Conti, um, which this matchup, uh, real heartwarming story. Tegan Knox, she had, had so many injuries in her time um, with the WWE in general, um, specifically the May, the, uh, May Young Classic. She uh, hurt her knee and had to have surgery and was out for a while. And she mentioned in the video package. She didn't know if she was ever going to wrestle again. And here she is making her return to NXT. So it was really cool. She had this sick Captain Marvel look to her with the jacket um, and the, her um, her ring gear as well. Had the logo. I don't know if you noticed that, but um, it was real cool. Oh, yeah. I see it now. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was good. I, I, I caught it right away, man, because she's a Marvel nerd, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was just like, Captain Marvel, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, just I always love when they when they do the comics thing, her and uh, um, Johnny Gargano always do that stuff. So it's really cool. Um, yeah. And Tynara Conti, I want to see Tynara Conti get a win. I want to see her. I was just about win. to say that, man. Yeah. She, yeah. She's not. She's too young to be a gatekeeper. Yeah, it's it's that's essentially what her role is. That's what it is. That's what she is right now. And I don't, I don't, I feel like that should don't not be her. Latinas do it better when you can't get a dub. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, it just there's something wrong with that that she's losing like this. And yeah, I, I don't know, but she had a good showing overall. Um, it was a relatively short matchup, but you know, Tynera, she did her thing. She looked good, but she lost. And Tegan Knox, 
Um, looked great back in the return. Man, the two knee braces, it just felt painful a little bit watching her wrestle with those two knee braces. I'm like, oh, I hope she's not in constant pain because I have knee problems too, man. And I'm just like, gosh, that, that's got to suck. I, I used to think like that for Stone Cold. Same. That's exactly what I do. Exactly. Yep. Man, I used to rock the two knee braces. Yeah. So it's it's I'm I'm rooting for her. You know, I'm hoping for no more injuries for her and she can get healthy and maybe even lose the knee braces at a certain time. Maybe she's healthy enough to do that in the future. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was definitely great to see her back. Um, she ended up getting the victory uh, with the shiniest wizard uh, finisher that she has. So awesome seeing that um, at the end. It was um, oh, what's her friend's name um, that came out at the end? Dakota Kai. Thank you. Thank you. Dakota Kai came out. Uh, she came out, hugged her because uh, it was a real emotional moment for her. That's her friend. And uh, Kathy Kelly was out there again, looked like they were going to have an interview. But sure enough, Shayna Baszler uh, shows up <laughs> um, uh, with their, yeah, with, with, with crew in, in tow. Uh, they showed up and basically were like, you know, clowning Tegan Knox a little bit during her moment, uh, basically making fun of her for the fact that she basically has no more limbs left to rehab. So that that statement was made. Um, yeah. And, and Tegan Knox was saying, Hey, I want a title shot. And she, she, Shayna called it. She said, Oh, let me guess. You're going to try to stake your name uh, to, to, or put your name in the hat for the running for this title. And she's like, you haven't done anything to, to earn this title shot yet. So, you know, call me when you've done something we're talking about, and then we can go from there. So <laughs> that was the, kind of the end message with that. Um, I, you know what? Shayna can get away with saying that, though. She can, because here's the thing. I I like the fact that Tegan Knox was was saying she wants the title shot, but she is nowhere near ready to be yeah. making, you know, to, to actually get it. You know, so it just made logical sense for both of them. Tegan should have that confidence in herself. Shayna should absolutely shut that shit down and say <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, so that's just what should happen. It's logical. Yeah, because she shut that hey, she shut that down real quick. Like, hold on. First of all, you didn't did nothing. <laughs> Zero. Right. Put this work first. Yeah. Then hit me up. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Negan Knox. Negan Knox. Getting tongue tied. Negan Knox, yep. <laughs> right. Late night. <laughs> I enjoyed her comeback story. Uh, it was a nice segment. Dakota Kai coming out. And then Shannon Baszler and her hench women. You know, and then, you know, they, she laying some facts. Mm-hmm. Damn. And I'm like, rightfully so, because she is a strong champ. She's been choking people out, tapping people out, putting people to sleep. Mm-hmm. Snapping your bones, like that's what she, that's what she said she was gonna do. You gonna, you gonna nap, snap, or or tap, tap, like yep. damn, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's she's definitely running that division, man. But uh, yeah, I love that segment. Great segment. Um, you know, just just fun to see uh, overall. Tegan Knox back in action. Um, want to see a win eventually for Tenera Conti, but overall, just a great overall matchup. It was it was fun. It was fun overall segment. Um, so uh, moving forward, uh, last two matches here. First off, Killing Dane versus Boa. Um, Boa, there was a quick backstage segment showing him getting ready. Uh, he was saying something in his native language, 
And, you know, just just they were letting him kind of kind of riff a little bit there. He came out kind of hyped up um, and actually he gave some offense to Killian Dane, where this was a situation where I actually was kind of mad that he did as much as he did to Killian Dane because and it didn't last too long. But I'm kind of like, okay, it will make sense, though, because Bo has a height advantage. Yeah, but this is Killian Dane. (laughs) <laughs> this dude is, is this is Killian Dane though. Like I don't know, it was something I just I kind of didn't buy Boa. Be, I, okay, here's where I did buy it. I would buy it from a standpoint that he was embarrassed by Killian Dane and he wanted to come out quick and try to like get revenge. And so maybe he you know gets one move in really quick or whatever. Yeah. But I would have almost appreciated if Killian Dane would have just took that hit and damn near no sold it. And then just destroyed Boa after that, saying, dude, you're not on my level. Because you're trying to build Killian Dane to be p- potentially a champion as well. This is another guy that wants to throw his hat in the ring. That's and he showed it at true. the end, you know? So for him to struggle, at least in the very beginning with Boa, just kind of felt a little bit weird. But um, I guess where I, again, while playing devil's advocate, where I can understand what they're trying to do is they don't want to completely squash Boa. Um, they don't have too many. I don't think. I think he's the only Chinese superstar really in the company right now. And so to to help um, yeah, nurture that, that relationship, that. yeah, they made note of it exactly right. So to to nurture that relationship and and try to you know inspire other other Chinese superstars to want to to be doing what he's doing right now. Maybe you want to not squash him and and give him a, a good showing, right? So I can kind of get it from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, you know, me, the fan of Killian Dane right now and trying to follow the logic here, you know, Killian has been around for a minute. He had that whole f- match, uh, the, the series of matches with Matt Riddle, who he just put over as a future face of the company and Boa comes in barely any experience and he's going to go toe to toe with Killian Dane, even for a minute. It just felt like, nah, this is a way this this matchup should have been Boa. You're about to get a lesson today. He did you know, get this will make you stronger. It, he did, <laughs> but I wanted that to happen quicker. Last whoop. I, I, I wanted it quicker. I, I wanted it more definitive. Just just as a fan of Killian Dane, I, I thought this was a, a definitely an absolute win by by Killian Dane. He definitely dominated, bro. It's purely, it's a purely bias bias statement that i'm making right now okay. and a killian dane i'm not saying like as an objective <laughs> viewer here just as a fan of killian dane i wanted to see him just destroy boa because i want him to get built up no, as strong as possible three vader bomb i wanted more i did, <laughs> I did. i'm just i'm just i'm being as honest as i possibly can be vader bombs and put him in a submission move right Dude. after that Dude, I, I I wanted Killian Dane to look like an absolute monster and just take nothing from Boa just I, to get okay. it. Just, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what you want then, man, because he, he he literally like a monster. Dude, I and, and and I'm trying to be <laughs> as real as possible. It's biased. I am saying this as a fan of Killian Dane, not as a uh, trying to book, trying to be fair to Boa, nothing. I'm just saying <laughs> I want to see more of that man just run through people and take no damage, like nothing. Like, I just want to see him just run through this dude. Like, it would have been funny as hell to see Boa, like, think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do something and be all hyped up. 
like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get my revenge. I'm going <laughs> to get my revenge against them. And Killian Dane just shuts it down like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm just going to wreck this dude and be done with it. So, yeah. But, again, I understand it. You're trying to build up Boa, too. You don't want to completely squash the kid. So, he got a little bit of offense in. He maybe had, like, 30 seconds of offense in the very beginning. Knocked him out of the ring. That was, like, the big thing that he did. And then after that, Killian Dane wiped the floor with them. So, yeah. You, I mean, you're not wrong. It's just, I want more. I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm being greedy with Killian You are Dane. being greedy. Like, I am. Bro, He if, if nobody saw this match, like, he destroyed this dude beyond reason. And you want more suffering? Yes. <laughs> yes. He shouldn't. He took for me. Three Vader bombs. I didn't want him to knock him out of that ring and just for a second make Killing Dane look like he was maybe a little bit susceptible to maybe getting beat by this kid. Like he got knocked down to a knee, he got knocked down off the off the apron onto the floor. Nah, don't don't go that far. You you gotta stay on your feet, you gotta stay in the ring. And you got to just just put this kid away right then and there. If you guys are going outside, it's because you threw him out, not because he kicked you out. So let's let's build him up that way. That, that's what I wanted, just selfishly for for as a fan of his. Wow, man. OK, but you know what? At least you said this is totally biased. Yeah. I, yeah. Because, you know, even I said I'm, I'm biased towards Adam Cole. Yeah. AJ Styles. Hey. It, it happens to the best. Just want what I want at that point. Yeah, exactly. I, I understand <laughs> that feeling. All right. <laughs> and Boa, like I want him to to get his moment too, but get it against other guys that are at his same level is is basically where I'm at with that. Like other guys that came out of that group that were in the breakout tournament, cool, that's fine. A guy like Killian Dane, like again, even selfishly, that little thirty seconds of offense that he had, I was like. This is this is almost you kicked him out of the ring. No, we don't do that to Killian Dane. Uh, and I was so happy when Killian Dane did those three Vader bombs. I'm like, good. Like this, basically, I, I would love to see one time where those Vader bombs causes a ref to say, okay, no, we got to stop this match. Like we got to stop this because it's too brutal. And that kind of happened with that the submission, might, right? That might happen because like the way he does his Vader bombs, he takes his time too. Yeah, and then yeah, like that subtle smile, like he's just enjoying the punishment. Yeah, you know that he's putting on his uh, opponent, especially in this case in Boa. Yeah, you know he was the lucky contestant to get the three unholy trinity of Vader bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they called it too. Oh man! So it was it was uh it, it was a quick matchup. You know, great showing for Killian Dane. Selfishly, I wanted more. Boa got a little bit of offense in. Um, overall, just a, a solid way to build up Killing Dan even more as a monster. He kind of motioned as uh, for a belt, um, saying he wants a title shot. We don't know which one, but he's just he's, he's wanting that for himself. So that's pretty cool. So I'm rooting for Killing Dane. All right. So real quick to Finn Balor, they had a little bit of a package with him. Uh, he cut a little bit of a promo and basically saying next week um, he's going to start off with this the, his past will become his present starting next week essentially is what he said um so yeah i guess we're going to be seeing finn balor in the ring potentially having a match next week uh hopefully so but uh yeah it can't happen soon enough so looking forward to seeing you finn when you show up back in an nxt ring but to end us off <sighs> there we go we got to talk about it we do man and you can kick it off man no no you no. are talking about that i can't i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> can't it was Damian Priest. Nope, sorry. Arrow Guy versus Pete Dunn, the Bruiserweight, the longest reigning UK champion, 
one of the longest win, uh, championship reigns ever, 700-plus days. <sighs> the match happened. Go ahead, man. Uh, I, I, I'm, I struggled with this match. I, I Just even talking about this now, it's just – Like I said – This is awesome chant from an NXT <sighs> crowd. Are you kidding this is, me? This is where – Fans, if you if you were trying to decide which show to watch between AEW and NXT, you probably flipped the channel because you saw Arrow Guy. And you knew on the other channel there was Chris Jericho having a championship matchup. You said to yourself, do I want to see Chris Jericho in this championship matchup against Darby Allen, or do I want to see Arrow Guy? Hmm. Yes, and look, Dunn. I love Pete Dunn. You know I love Pete Dunn. That bruiserweight, that's my guy. It hurt me seeing this matchup. And we talked about this. We talked about a prediction that, you know, like, based off of my logic, what do I think is going to happen? And I told you, if I'm booking it, Pete Dunn is winning. But, you know, I if said, I'm trying to no, – don't, don't be surprised. I, and, I, and I knew, and I I knew what was coming. I knew it. I knew it that they were – they, they want to build them. They want to build them. So you saw what was coming. But, yeah, man, go ahead. Break it down. Break it down. So, you know – Pete Dunn going against the Arrow guy, Damian Priest. It, you know what? It was a good match. I'm gonna say it. It was a good match. Damian Priest had his best showing to date. You might not agree with that. You might not even see that, but it did happen. Damian Priest looked physical. He looked dominating at times. <laughs> oh my God, dominating Pete Dunn. Oh. He wa- so he wasn't dominating him. He didn't have him like in a arm, double, like a double arm lock. I do not recall. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I'm watching it right now, just to let you know. I can't. I, 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 I got it all watching. I can give you a play by play analysis. Uh, no, nah, you can. You don't have to. It's okay. He's looking right now. He just had him in the corner, just welling on him, man. Stumping oh the mud all in this dude. It's crazy. Look at that, man. Just you know, hey, because Damian Priest and. He, I have to say, I have to admit it, you know, I can admit when I'm wrong. I guess I'm getting, I was wrong about this guy, about, you know, what's so special about this Arrow guy. He has some good charisma, man. Oh, my God. He showed it well in this match. Charisma. He, he did. With the whole kicks. He had some great strikes, man. Those strikes showed good. Charisma with kicks. Oh, my God. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. You know, and Pete Dunn, he was, uh, you know, going for those uh, arm and wrist manipulations, especially trying to break that guy's uh, arrow hand so you couldn't do the arrow poses anymore. <laughs> I know you wanted more of that if you saw Oh, that. yes, please. <laughs> like, just do more it again. manipulation. I want to see that stupid arrow pose. Do it again. He will <laughs> never do this again if we keep going, man. Go. Keep, keep doing this. <laughs> Uh, but it didn't happen. Uh, Towards the end of the match, you know, I guess the way it, you know what it was, it was a good finish for this uh, sequence. So uh, the ref was uh, in the corner, in between both of them, between uh, Damian Priest and Pete Dunn. And uh, Damian Priest, he used that to his advantage, gave Pete Dunn a low blow, got used his finisher, got the dub. Mm. And then all of a sudden you heard dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh wow. Wow. Immediately I thought about, man, I wonder what Hafiz thinks about this. <laughs> man. He just beat Pete Dunn. <laughs> just 
my one of my favorite NXT wrestlers. He just beat Pete Dunne in the middle of the ring. And I'm not, I don't even care that he beat him with a little blow. I'm still pissed off about it because it's Pete Dunne. Like, this is a dude that went against Walter. And, and again, that long title reign that he had. And he can't figure out a way to beat Arrow Guy, David <laughs> Priest. What is happening right now? Like, come on, man. This guy isn't on Pete Dunn's level, and they're really trying to. You trying to tell Apparently me now? He so he is now. So he's on. He's on Pete Dunn's level. He's on the level. He should. He should. After this matchup, I mean, really, he should be the one to go against Adam Cole. Why don't we just go ahead and fast forward him hey, to man. that? Hey, slow your roll. Forget slow no, your roll. I mean, let's talk about it. Forget Adam no, Cole. We're talking forget. about right now. We're talking about Pete Dunn. That's what happened. We, we're talking about NXT. Pete Dunn, and Damian Priest, man. Let's focus on that. So he's gonna go toe to toe with Walter next, then because yeah, I mean Pete Dunn was was is is I guess he's the gatekeeper for for you know <laughs> who's gonna get the next big opportunity, and so yeah, Damian Priest should go against Walter or for the UK Championship, or he should go against Adam Cole. I mean, you know that the, the way they're building him, he's unstoppable. Like why not? <laughs> You know, like he's undefeated. If win losses, wins losses matter. He's undefeated. Why not? Let's, let's put him there. Hey, hey, and they like you know, Damian Priest beat some regular Joe Smo, man. You know, it was Pete Dunn. He was on a winning streak too, as well. Yes, he took yes. care of that. He nipped that in a bud, Damian. Just stop Pete Dunn's momentum. <sighs> oh yeah, man. Maybe he's on to the UK title. I mean, yeah. And Walter better watch out, man, because this dude he's undefeated too now. <laughs> look in all seriousness i'll say this damian priest's match this match with pete dunn was his best match so far this was his best match to date that ending sequence that they had where they were just like one would kick the other and then they go back and forth and they would just keep laying offense into each other was a good sequence you know both of them going back and forth like that that was fine um damian priest overall like again was his best showing um you know, I, I just for me, I feel like there's a there's something you I think you take away a little bit of what Pete Dunn has done by having him take a loss to somebody who is essentially to me, this guy is still green and not at that level to be facing a former world champion and beating him. And I don't I know his heel tactics. I know he gave him a low blow, but it, it's just it's still like Pete Dunn is it should be able to overcome this. You know, it just seems like it's not it doesn't feel right that Pete Dunn loses. Just like it didn't feel right that Keith Lee lost when he did, too. You know, there's just something about it. Like I feel like I'm not ready to see Damian Priest beat these name talent guys. Well, he and is again, a character. That's if if you don't like him, he's doing his job. Yeah, but in a way that like I don't know that Baron Corbin it does his job or used to when he was real like annoying, you know, like that's just the way I feel about it. Like it's just it's it's not there. Like you say the charisma. If he had more charisma, I'd probably be more in because again, the wrestling, Is you know, the arrows uh, aren't good enough. The arrows. <laughs> the arrows are doing nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> But even let's take let's take the arrows out. Let's take the arrows out of it. Right. The whole entrance. Fine. It it is what it is. It's goofy, but it is. It it is what it's fine. Just there's no like, again, the charisma. He hasn't. He's yet to really be on the mic. They're trying to sell him as this guy who, yeah, he's a partier. You know, he loves me. You know, loves the ladies and he's got all this going on. And then, you know, he gets in the ring and handles business. But 
it just I, I feel like he's just a generic wrestler. Like he's just a generic character still. Like I just I think they need to do more development with him overall. And that's what kind of just upsets me about this whole situation is that a guy who's not really having having an established character is beating these guys who are established characters, who are established names. Like it just seems like there's got to be a better way to get him to that point to where I would say, yeah, okay, now him against Keith Lee, now him against Pete Dunn makes sense and him beating them. You know, now if he loses to them, I feel like that helps build his character too because then he can be like, I'm pissed off. I'm sick of losing to these guys. Let me do something to change my ways and then turn to these heel tactics. And then you're saying, okay, out of desperation now, he's going and he's, you know, trying to find a way to overcome not being good enough to beat all these other guys. But and I that can be his character. I understand Damian Priest's character already, even with Keith Lee, you know, like I say, he's a rock star. He loves the ladies, but he's willing to win by any means necessary. Yeah, but it seems hollow. It seems like we're getting told that, but he's not showing us that. He's not like it's not him that's getting his character across. You know, it's like the it's it's Morrow telling us that. You know, it's it's Nigel McGinnis telling us that, but he still hasn't really told or shown us that about him like his character see i gotta disagree with that because right now i'm watching this show on mute and i understand the the storytelling right now just based on on the match are you talking about promos like which which, just just on the match itself you know just because you're getting like the rock star vibe from him during the match yeah yeah see i don't get it i don't i don't get that from i just again i just see tall long-haired like test basically from back in the day or like you know corbin from before when he was in nxt and even less developed than than baron corbin because baron corbin in nxt i felt like had more going on for him from a character perspective than this guy you know it's just it's just not there it's just not come on you know it's not he had nxt crowd on their feet the nxt crowd is a smart crowd they are wanting to see a great match and they saw great competition, you know? So for that NXT crowd, they're going to enjoy that for sure. But his character, his character is not over on his own. His character isn't over. Yes. Him I'm having a match with Pete Dunne. Over. It does need work, but I'm saying he, uh, it's his character is, it's grown on me, man. Like that but whole, rock, not, that but, whole, but that rock star vibe, you know, that whole, even him winning by heel tactics, like, that makes sense because he's willing to win by any means necessary, man. And then he had a good match with Pete Dunn. Like, it was physical. He was going strike for strike with Pete Dunn, man. He has, he did some great selling as well. I got to give props when it's due, man. Yeah, he's, he's just not there. He's just not there. <laughs> and they just booked this matchup to try to make it seem like he's there, and he's just not. He's just not. I can't see this guy leading the company, you know, but Pete Dunn is like on that level of like a he was he was leading the NXT UK. And this this dude can't do that as a heel or as a face, you know, so I just I'm just like, how do you have Pete Dunn take a loss to somebody like that who you wouldn't just say, OK, he's ready to take the reins of this. Co- That's a big win. That shouldn't be taken for granted to beat Pete Dunn. Like he's the closest thing that NXT right now has to like a living legend right now. You know, like like just with everything that Pete Dunn has accomplished. So that that's a big win to give somebody that again, I can't say without a doubt 
Yeah, he's. But it wasn't a clean win. The fans saw that. If if it was a clean win, I would understand your argument. But it's a. It was. It was barely a heel win, though. He had the the low. Hold on. How is it It barely barely a heel win? Because even without that low blow, even without that low blow, the matchup was as competitive as it could be. He actually really didn't need to do that low blow when it happened. Like it was a close matchup even before that. You can't deny well, that. Well, they made it seem like, you know, he couldn't get Pete done. He couldn't put him down because he was trying he was trying everything on him. And but they made it look like Pete Dunn couldn't get him either. You know what I'm saying? Like it was gotta be all right, man. What's that? Said, Damn the fees, why you gotta be right? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like I'm just calling like I see it. Like it's just for for this, it was so even, and like this is Pete Dunn. Like I just, I, if it okay. Well, so yeah, for me, go ahead. too, man. So he he has the power game. So yeah, he will be on on Pete Dunn level because he has certain advantages over Pete Dunn. Is that not true? It's just it, it, but with Pete Dunn's experience, with Pete Dunn's joint manipulation, submissions, the the technical wrestling skill that he has, he's gone against Walter. Like he's gone against guys who are just as big, if not bigger than this dude, and been able to to have a great show. Because look, Walter is way better than 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 this dude. We you can't we can't argue that, right? Like that's we know that there's a separation between Walter and Damian Priest. Than Damian Priest it's, What's that? I'm saying we don't know if he's stronger than Damian Priest. But we know he's more skilled, more talented, more just skilled, better. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that matchup that they had was so even Pete Dunn and Walter. Like I'm just looking at it like, okay, we we are selling that that's one of the greatest matches we've seen and those two guys are basically on the same level. So now you put him against Damian Priest, a guy who does not have that experience level, and Pete Dunne is not able to put him away. And then the match is close. And the the way they booked that matchup, the way they had him go so back and forth, I could see Damian Priest having got – there was a couple spots where I thought they were just going to give Damian Priest a clean win. Like I was seeing that coming. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, thank goodness they gave him a heel win, but – Man, it, it, there was a it couple looked, moments. It looked scary at times. Like, hey, no way they're going to give this dude a clean, <laughs> a clean win. It just, it just felt like that was about to happen. I, I probably would have been not excited. Probably just curious of your reaction. <laughs> if anything, man, like, that 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 would be the whole reason. Like, I was like, oh my god, what the hell is a beefsteak? <laughs> I bet his mind just is freaking blown because he's because Damian Priest has got a clean win. <laughs> oh my god! Like a whole bunch of thoughts will come out. He's gonna stop watching NXT. He's just gonna go. No, there. no, we wouldn't get that. <laughs> I'm not letting that dude take away my enjoyment of NXT. Now that's not happening. Now here's a question I'm gonna throw back at you. So let's say you get Damian Priest versus Adam Cole and non-title. Let's say okay, Damian Priest beats Adam Cole. How though? Heel tactics? I, let's whatever. Heel tactics. Okay, so let's say heel tactics. Is you're saying that you would be okay with him beating Adam Cole via heel tactics? Yeah, because that doesn't hurt Adam Cole. Doesn't it? Not by Damian Priest. Not by heel tactics. That's not. So you're true. saying to me, Adam Cole wouldn't be smart enough to figure out a way to beat Damian Priest with undisputed era and all that that he has going with him, the leadership skills that he has, and. He's gonna let this dude, who's barely been in NXT for a year, I'm gonna throw this back beat in my him, face, man. 
I'm just saying, this is your man, Adam Cole. You, you're telling me that Finn Balor and, and, and Tommaso Ciampa won't beat Adam Cole, yet alone, then you're saying it'd be okay if Damian Priest and Damian Priest is willing to do anything. So if he wins by heel tactics, if the story makes sense, I'm a logical guy. If okay. the story makes sense, I will roll with it. If- I'm telling you, there's there's no logical way that Damian Priest should be able to beat a guy like Adam Cole, given his experience. Dude, bro, you got to think about the physical mi- mismatch all just – off the off the start, off the bat, man. Adam Cole's too smart for that. There's no way. There's no way. There's 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 no way. And and a, there's no way that Adam Cole was not going to be able to think to himself, you know what? This dude, like you said, okay, he's got a size advantage. Whatever. I'm Adam freaking Cole, baby. Like I'm going to find a way to win. There's no way. I'm not letting this dude take away my momentum. This is not happening. Yeah, but- I don't care if I get a call. Go ahead. I'm saying if he if he loses by heel tactic. You know, it and if it makes sense, like, okay, yeah, I get that. Clearly he, you know, he had he had to do that to beat Adam Cole because Adam Cole is a god in the wrestling kingdom. So yeah, but I, I get it. I, I would I would question because it would it would lower to me like, okay, you, you just lost to somebody who does not have your experience level. Smarter than that in the ring. As a character. Come on, man. Come on. You just you you're better than that. Mm, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I think that's what it is, man. <laughs> that, that what? <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear you. What? I said, I think that's what it is down to the core. You just don't like this character, Damian Priest. No, it's not even. Okay, so let me, let, let's let's take it off of Damian Priest for a second. And let's just say, uh, let's see. Let's just take another, because I think what it is is more about like, okay, the guy's experience level and the fact that he's just, for me, is kind of like a generic wrestler. So, you know, that that's more of what it is. It's like, um, man, there's not really too many generic wrestlers that they have in NXT right now. It's kind of hard to come up with one. But like, he's just so new to NXT and in general I mean I think he he has experience in on the indie scene and all that and that's fine but you know he's just he, Keith Lee and now Pete Dunn and now we're just you know fan booking with about Adam Cole like he th- these guys man these guys are like like experienced like championship material Keith Lee hasn't won a championship yet but we're already putting him in superstar level like it just feels like you don't lose to guys that are trying to build their name like that when you've already ascended to that level, unless I gosh, even the heel tactics, I feel like, I don't know. It, it's it's gotta be more. Cause, cause in this match specifically, well, there, again, there was that one move. Wouldn't even like, it still wouldn't cheapen the win. If Damian priest was to go over Adam Cole. What was the first part of what you said? I said, how do, like, why, why do you feel that, you know, uh, like heel tactics, if Damian Priest was to win by heel tactics, or like, why do you feel that what that 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 wouldn't cheapen the win uh, going against Adam Cole? So let's basically, and I feel like I, I, I said it once, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to make people a little bit more clear about it. I feel like, with Damian Priest, because he's just, I don't think he's there yet. He hasn't built up enough of a cachet to, for me to feel like Adam Cole 
wouldn't figure out a way to beat somebody that green period. He just, he's just a green wrestler. You know, it's like when, um, uh, what was the guy that won the breakout tournament? The, the main, Oh, you know what? That's a better go ahead. Jordan miles, Jordan miles. Okay. The guy that, that went against Jordan miles in the final, what, what, what's that guy's name again? Uh, Cameron uh, Grimes Grimes. Yeah. Okay. So it's similar to me to like a Cameron Grimes situation that that's probably a good one. Like Cameron Grimes is very green right now. Like he just came out of the breakout tournament. He wasn't even on the NXT roster that that long. Right. Mm -hmm. So a guy like that, sure. Like you could say heel tactics, but if he goes in there and beats, you know, a Pete Dunn or beats an Adam Cole or beats, uh, you know, uh, uh, Keith Lee, I think I would feel the same way about it because it's more about this guy. I feel like needs to put in more work and more time to build himself up there versus going to some of these established names in my eyes and beating them in any fashion. Like I feel like you, you, there's a, there's an experience factor that should matter with a guy who, you know, you're just talking about size difference. Right. And I'm looking at it like, you know, experience, the skills overall, like everything, this guy has proven so much over time. And now you got this guy who's just coming in out of nowhere. He's not Brock Lesnar. You know, he's not Goldberg. You know, he's, he's Damian Priest, you know, like he's, he's, is what it is. And same with, with Cameron Grimes. Like they're just, they're just these, these new superstars. Like I just feel like it's not, it's not on that level. And I feel like, like Damian Priest is getting built as if he's like a Brock Lesnar guy or like a, you know, not like that. to so that level of like, oh, he's a complete monster, but like the undefeated streak and, you know, he's now he's starting to beat names now. It's starting to pile up a little bit. I don't know. I just feel like that's not the story to tell with this guy at this time. You know, maybe he gets there, but just let him build his name some more, you know, on like the mid card scene or the mid-level scene and then after he's like gotten to that point maybe put him in a tournament like that and have him win that tournament and then it's like okay i'm i'm done with this mid-level scene i want to go on to the big names and then he can start you know beating some guys like the names that we know the matt riddles and the 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 you know adam coles let's say you know like then i think i'd be more accepting of it because he's put more time in and he's earned that versus like you know he's he's just knocking them down now so, yeah, I think it's more about that. All right. We're we going to just have to table that conversation. Then. <laughs> All right. For sure. For sure. It, it, this will be a good, good debate going forward. You know, with with. And again, I will say this, that this matchup, to your point, was the best that he had had for sure. And that crowd, I think, was acknowledging the fact that they were seeing, you know, a strong matchup overall where two guys were going back and forth. And, you know, it was the pacing of the match and everything. And like, it just, it was entertaining for him. Right. But for me, it's like this, this, the story that you're telling me right now, I feel like it, it, it hurts a guy who's established himself to, to be so close to a guy who is not really done much in, in NXT, let alone, I don't really know much about him in wrestling period. And it's like this close matchup and yeah, he gets the low blow, but He's not really that experienced anyway. So I don't know. I'm just that's that's the issue I have with with that quick rise. But, you know, we'll 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 get into this discussion more another time because this could go on for, it could, for a minute. Because Right now it's almost <laughs> four thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just show you how dedicated we are, dude. Yep. Yep. 
But um, yeah, man. So it was what it is. And, you know, we talked about in the last one, like for me, between the two shows, you know, AEW, you know, won this week for sure. Um, and throw let's let's even say I threw out the Damian Priest Pete Dunn match and just looked at the the match the card for what it was even outside of that I still would put the the AEW show over NXT just because I thought they did a really great job showing off tag team wrestling the way they did yes I would love to see them do women's wrestling a little bit better um, like NXT continues to do but overall I felt like that main event with Jericho um, was great with uh, Darby Allen. And with this one, you know, it was a strong match with with Damian Priest and Pete Dunne, but just not on that level. So just being honest there. Yeah, man. Uh, as a total show, I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed the beginning of the show with Tommaso Chopper making his return, in-ring return against Angel Garza. And I enjoyed the uh, final match with Damian Priest and Pete Dunne. It was a great match. It's, it's one of the best showings from Damian Priest. I thought it was great. It, it wasn't one of the. It was the best. You can say it. That's fine. Oh, yeah, it was uh, the best. The, the best. I should. It was the best. The best. Clearly, he beat Pete Dunn. He has to at least get that. Yeah, yeah. He beat was, Pete Dunn. Put some respect on that. He did Pete Dunn. All right, all right. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we'll we'll to be continued on the Damian Priest debate. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. So I want to uh, before we end the show, I got to yeah. send a special shout out to these uh, two podcasts. They've been showing us love. Uh, first one is Wrestle Bread uh, by a young lady named JD. She is a one woman army on that show. She does it solo, but she does a great job. Thorough breaks it down. And then, of course, the guys at Half K Podcast, they show us a lot of love on Twitter. And they just recently showed us some love on their uh, podcast as well. Sure, yep. so we're going to we're going to show the love back. So definitely check out their show. Uh, they definitely focus on NXT. Uh, and they focus on the earliest episodes, which is great. When, when NXT used to be on USA and they had that that breakout star uh, style. Uh, mm. So they focus on that. They break it down and they definitely have their uh, they both have their uh, different energies on it, which is great, man. Yeah, th- definitely. Thank you guys for the love. And we're more than happy to show that love back. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we love doing this. We know you guys love doing what you guys do, too. So appreciate the love and much love back to you. All right. Well, partner, that'll do it for tonight. Uh, like you said, 430, just about 430 in the morning. That dedication is strong with the with the Clark Street Wrestling podcast <laughs> for sure. Breaking down. Yeah, three these, episodes uh, in. Hey, man. Love doing it. Love doing it. All right, so that'll do it for the NXT recap for this week. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. As always, we will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.